0: hosted by two fans of the Milwaukee Brewers I'm Sean you can find me on Twitter at Hader's hair and with me as ever is my partner in crime uh, mr at UK Brew crew himself Mark Lewis hello Mark how you doing mate
1: hello mate I'm very good thank you um yes yeah. <laughs> Been a, a roller coaster week, as always, being a Brewers fan, isn't it? So, um, a roller coaster yeah, looking, season, I think. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so um, we're looking forward to uh, the results coming in tonight, aren't we, of our, our last game? So we're recording this on the last day of the season, aren't we? Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, we 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 were half expecting this to be a post mortem, um, and uh, yeah, somehow we we're, we're still in it. So <laughs> it's yeah. probably going to be a little bit more upbeat than we were expecting.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's a a really exciting day suddenly. Um, I think a few days ago, we really were looking down the barrel, weren't we? Yeah. But last night, we had, and we'll we'll get into the the crux of the pod in a bit, but just to to talk about where we are today, last night was a really, I don't think we could have written it pretty much any better, could we? We we got a good win there against the, the Cards. We shut the Cards out. So we'll talk well, about uh, Woody in a minute and and, uh, and how well yeah. he pitched. And, of course, Josh Ader as well. But, yeah, with the, the Padres beating the uh, Giants and the Phillies again, who are, you have to say, they are bottle merchants, aren't they? The Phillies keep they losing are, those tight I, games.
1: I, feel, I do feel very sorry for David Shaw, who's the UK Phillies guy. He's been so yeah. up and down the last month.
0: And you're right, <laughs> because he's a really nice guy. Um, yeah, he is. He's and, uh, yeah, it's a shame. But, you know what, it's dog-eat-dog. Dog and, and at the moment... It's quite simple. We win tonight, tonight being Sunday the 27th, and we get through to post-season against, you would say, all the odds recently.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, particularly if you look at the fact that we've not had a winning season at all. You know, we've, we've never been in a winning position. Yes. Uh 500 is the best we've been. Uh, we're currently, I think, on 0.491. So, yeah. um yeah, if we win tonight, we finish on 500. So, <laughs> you know any other season that that doesn't make postseason does it so um yeah it's, it's been a, a particularly weird season um we just put it down to you know that's 2020 for you isn't it
0: it is yeah as you say 491 and you're looking at a postseason playoff it's mad i mean obviously that's helped massively by the fact that there's extra extra slots this season which has been uh really really useful but um yeah, I mean, I'm just grateful that we uh, that we're still in the mix. And uh, yeah. okay, if it doesn't go well for us tonight, then we just have to hold our hands up and say maybe we didn't deserve it. But there again, if it goes well for us, I'm up for I'm up for the Dodgers, which is probably I think it's yeah, looking at the Dodgers or possibly the Braves, isn't it? Looking at the, yeah, the two I, most and likely and be honest,
1: I think I think I would rather have the Dodgers. Um, yeah, and and it. I know it sounds bad to say, oh, I want to choose to the number one seed, but I think we've got a better chance against them in a three game series than we have in a seven game series. So um, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, if we make post-season and we lose to the number one seed, so be it. But if we, if we've got a chance of hitting the number one seed, because all you've got to do is win the first game and the pressure's all on them. So, you yeah. know, Let's, I, I agree. Let's keep yep. fingers yep. crossed, eh? So, um, But, I mean, going on the, the kind of the way the postseason or the season's gone, um, I asked a question on Twitter uh, a few weeks back, which I sent to um, Ben Larson, uh, um, Locked On Brewers, and yep. also to the guys that run the uh, Bleeding Blue and Yellow um podcast um and ask them about whether they were actually that bothered about this season and, and the world series um so you know whether we if we didn't win the world series would you actually be that gutted um and that came from a, a thought process where um basically because we've never won a world series would we want this year to be the first world series we ever won because there would always be that asterisk against it so um and and they actually both both came back very quickly and and were were really good with their responses and and i think ben laston actually read it out on his pod um and he basically said of course he wants to win this year um and it doesn't matter if there's an asterisk because all you've got to do is back it up again next year so uh, which i think was a really good response um and the 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 guys at uh, bleeding blue and yellow also um came back and said of course it it matters so it kind of made me think actually maybe I should be a bit more bothered about it because I, I kind of got into my head that actually I didn't mind this year what was happening um even though every time I watch a game I'm up and down <laughs> like a yo-yo like uh, like any other fan so um yeah so that was it was a, a good bit of interaction with some people that actually know their stuff and and yeah you know, pleased that they actually responded
0: uh, yeah it, it's a good point isn't it I think You know, imagine and, and, you know, this is this is an absolute massive leap from where we are today. But imagine we win the World Series, right? (laughs) Um, Yeah, let's 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 be positive. The other 29 teams and their fans would love to say, ah, but you won that one. Mm. Of course they would. And I think that the guys are absolutely right in their response to you, that there is not a player, owner or supporter in of all the Major League Baseball teams that does not want to win this season. Uh, absolutely doesn't want to win the, the world series this year it's you talk about have we invested that much in it well i feel personally that i have you know i mean yeah. when did we start was it early june Trying don't remember now but it was a while back
1: i think it was um, july wasn't it it was july, july. the actual season started but <laughs> we were a, invested from, from like yeah. february weren't we when we started making all the player moves and you know spring yeah. season or spring training and all of that so yeah i mean it still felt like a very long year isn't it
0: it, it, it does, yeah, but I mean, you know, we're, we're 59 games in, um, and as I say, I can only talk personally that, you know, my emotional investment in this has been as much as any season, so um, yeah, I I absolutely want to win this year, of course, um, and i would be, you know, if, if things don't go well tonight, I'll be absolutely gutted, I won't kind of say, oh, well, it was the Asterix season anyway, so I'm not too worried, I'd be, you know, I'd be as um gutted as a word i think for any regular season so three months of baseball and it's been very intense baseball lots of double headers um yeah it's been a roller coaster journey but i am absolutely totally invested and uh yeah i think as i say i think any genuine fan would feel the same wouldn't they and you know what one of the measures of my own investment in this is that how tired i've been going to work because i've been on yeah. my phone throughout the night <laughs> checking yeah, the score and um Getting to work the next day and not feeling too good. Um, so, yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah, well, matter. I've, you know, and, I've um, had the
1: baby excuse. Oh, I had the baby yeah. crying. Get up. Go check her. Check <laughs> the phone.
0: <laughs> yeah. And you know what? At the moment, t- I'm touching wood here as we speak. We are looking, we're, we're actually in the, we're in the pole seat at the moment for our 3rd um, postseason, which we've never done before.
1: Yeah. third in, yeah. in a row. Yeah, I mean, so, there's obviously a few connotations, isn't there? But in, in effect, if we win, we're in. So, yeah. Um, which is is good for us because obviously it's in our own hands now. Um, So, yeah.
0: Somebody posted on Twitter a day or so ago. Well, actually, it must have been last night, actually, because obviously the situation changes literally daily. um, About all the connotations of, you know, if St. Louis do this and Milwaukee do this and the Giants do this and the Phillies do this, this could happen. So all the different statistical connotations. And I haven't actually looked at the numbers really in any detail, but when you look at it, there are far more outcomes in Milwaukee's favour than go against them. Yeah. So I haven't got the number, but statistically, it is. I had, and there'll be a percentage likelihood of going through, won't there, somewhere? Yeah. But I don't know what that is. But it, we must be up to the seventy or eighty percent probability of a thing. Yeah. Well, um, I've
1: got, um, I've got something here in front of me from, um, from Twitter that was posted last night, and it basically right, says, right? uh, the NL wildcard spot. If San Francisco win, Milwaukee lose, San Francisco are in. If San Francisco lose, Milwaukee win, Milwaukee are in. If San Francisco win and Milwaukee win, St. Louis have to play the two games that they've that yes. they've got to make up. If they lose one of those games, Milwaukee are in. If they lose both, Milwaukee and San Francisco are in. So <laughs> And then <laughs> and then the the connotations of if San Francisco lose and Milwaukee lose, then the Phillies go in. Uh, the Phillies win, they go in, and if they yeah. lose, Milwaukee are in. So, basically,
0: exactly. it's in our own now. We...
1: <laughs> I, did, I, mean? I
0: didn't count there, Mark, but I reckon about seven out of ten of those were in Milwaukee's favour, roughly. Yeah, basically, yeah. 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 So, when I read that, I
1: was like, hang on every time we win, we're in. Every time we're in, and, and it, we can still even afford to lose if San Francisco and Philly both lose tonight. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those things, isn't there?
0: <laughs> I think. Well, you know what? As you say, quite rightly, it's you know, it's great when it's in your hands. And the last couple of of games, we've needed to do well and hope other teams don't do well. Yeah. But now we've just got we do well. That's the only the only thing, the only scenario for us. It's in our hands. We concentrate, do the business, and the rest of them can can go hang. It doesn't matter, does it? You know, we just no. completely um have our destiny in our own hands, and that's absolutely great. So, mate. It's an exciting last day of the season that I must admit, a week or two ago, I didn't think we'd actually have.
1: The hope that kills you, isn't it? So um, yeah. Um, but isn't it crazy
0: around. how games can swing from? You know, oh, wow. you go from. It's, it's one thing always strikes me about baseball, and I don't know if it's the same in really any other sport I can think of. But you look at lots of double headers; they swing massively one way, and then they swing massively the other, and it's um. Yeah. OK, I know that the rotation's different and the bullpen different. And so you could argue, OK, your positional players are pro- probably 80 percent the same, but the pitching is very different. And that obviously makes a massive difference. But that swing on the same day, I just find that crazy, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, unless I, you're uh, a team like Dodgers, of course, with you know, a yeah, multi-billionaire lineup.
1: Yeah. But that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, if you look at that doubleheader on Friday night, it was almost the same team in both games so the the starting lineup for game one that won I think the only change that happened was Navarez came out and Nottingham went in in his place yeah otherwise it was identical and yet we come out 9-1 loss <laughs> and yeah. you just think oh how how is this team so so Jekyll and Hyde it's, yeah. it's really really difficult to understand isn't it so um, and
0: this is what I'm saying it's not just a, a Brewers thing is it I've seen that on for many teams that have done yeah. these double headers and like one eight, one and then Lost 10-2, and you yeah. kinda of go, How does how does the game swing that um you know that violently from one yeah, side to exactly. the other? But, and,
1: and does it come down to just the starting pitcher and you know I think it's a whole it, pitcher in the pen, isn't yeah. it? Yeah.
0: Because, you know, how many ballpen pitchers pitch two nights in a run you know, if if it looks pick on someone like Devin Williams, for instance, he you know, he tends to give us two really, really good innings, doesn't he? But yeah I don't know, again, I haven't got the numbers. how often does he then pitch the next day? Probably I quite rarely, I'd imagine. Yeah, I've yeah. had him in my fantasy, fantasy
1: baseball team, so um, I don't think he pitches the next day. I think it's usually two or three days rest. Um, yeah. Same yeah. with Josh Hader and as you, well, isn't it?
0: So for us, yes, exactly. So for us, if we have a winning team of, say, Woodruff, Devin Williams and Josh Hader, you know, the dream team, right, a win one, you know, for the first game, and obviously we'll lose Woody for the next game. Hader doesn't tend to finish two games in a row. Nope. And Williams, so it's a completely different picture, and that's why the, yeah. you get these violent swings, you know, the, in the um, in the scores. But I just find it amazing and really, really interesting. And at yeah. the moment, we are so going back to the, tonight's game. Um, I'm going to have have a little, little touch on the season in a minute, aren't we? Um, yeah But so we're currently five four up against the Cards. You know, win tonight, we'll have had a six four season against them, which is really mm. impressive considering at the very start of the season. Um, you know they were going to win the world series weren't they they were going to win the world well, yeah. according to all the pundits
1: <laughs> to, to be perfectly honest I tipped them to win our division as well so um, yes. you know the Cubs have, have been a I wouldn't say a Who? big surprise <laughs> you know yeah those those people down the road you know um, mm-hmm. they've they've been a bit of a surprise because they've been steady all season haven't they they haven't been electric mm-hmm. but it's um, they've done what they've needed to do and they've just been consistent and i think they've been the only team in our division that's been consistent all season yeah so, they uh, have yeah
0: i mean um, they've had some really strange um pitching results we obviously we're not going to mention the shutout against us but sorry, what um oh the no hitters <laughs> should i say sorry um but i think and again this is, this is definitely not a cubs podcast but they've had i mean you darvish has been superb all season hasn't he and he's, he's yeah. looking like he could well be a so young winner this year um and and I think that they've they've built a lot of their results around you know whenever he's pitched I think he's eight and two or something um he's he's just been very very good and um yeah but I think they've they've exceeded themselves um as to what was expected I mean they won the they won the division last night have, losing to the socks I think it was nine five or eight five yeah
1: yeah they did so yeah.
0: you know we 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 did, we did them a favour um but yeah so so I think they've done better than they yeah they lost nine five yeah I think yeah. they've done better than Probably they would expect as well, um, and they're going to go into the postseason as divisional winners, and so they're going to be one of the top seeds. Um, yeah, I think number four seed. It'll be seed, interesting. I think. Yeah, number four seed. I think. Yeah, it's going Fair to be enough. interesting. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. But we're in the mix at the moment, mate, and that's all we can hope for. We are. Yeah, and and the
1: one thing that keeps springing to mind is you've you've got to look at the uh, the nationals who won the World Series last year. You know, they came in hmm. in the last wild card spot. Dare we say it, they <laughs> Managed yeah. to win on, on that Trent Grisham however that ball did not go in his gloves you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) got through the wild card and then went on and and won the world series so you know we we could do exactly the same We, we we do it every year we we tend to hit form in september which okay we haven't hit form all september this year but we've hit form or we've hit a little bit of form better in the last week or so Maybe yeah, the gods are in our favour mate right? Yeah you, you've got to be in it to win it haven't you So um, yeah, you as, as long as we As long as we get that win tonight We're, we're in it to win it aren't we
0: <laughs> Yeah definitely Okay so let's talk about the season Performance thus far Hopefully there's a few more weeks to go for us mate But um, yeah. Should we talk about the positive So
1: which is obviously the uh,
0: <laughs> Yeah the pitching
1: yeah, um, yeah no problem It's been way better than I think anybody could have predicted I think is is yeah. pretty much the the way I mean we always knew that we had a good um a good bullpen um you know, the whole time we've got Hader in and, and a couple of others uh, Devin Williams having come out as as one of the most outstanding pitchers in the or relief pitches in the, the MLB um but yeah, yeah the starting rotation I think every, every time I had a conversation before the season everybody said how weak our starting rotation was and I think, actually, considering we haven't spent an awful lot of money and a lot of it has been internal development, I think we've we've pretty much really outperformed a lot of teams in our pitching. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, save for the, the odd couple of thinking Josh Lindblom giving away an inning of four runs regularly. Um, we haven't yeah. really been that hit badly um, with the majority of our pitching so Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: You, know, you could argue that our starting rotation th- probably three out of the five have been really good. Um you and know, I think that's I mean, it,
0: isn't
1: it? Yeah, you you look at Burns, obviously sad to see that he got that injury uh in his start the other night, but has been a, a Cy Young contender all season. Yeah, you has know, been by far our best starter. Uh yeah. Woodruff I mean, we've only got to look at last night, he actually pitched eight innings. You know, how many times do you hear a, a Brewers starting pitcher going eight innings in a nine inning game?
0: Very um,
1: rare. Yeah. You know, um, Anderson's chipped in and we've also had, you know, I mean, Lindblom, when he's, when he's had it right, he's looked good, but then every now and then just has that, that bad inning that gives away three or four runs, which we then with, because of our offense, not being on, on fire. um, you know, we've, we struggled to get back from that. So, yeah. i think yeah, you know, our starting rotation has been has been pretty good um and, and possibly the the limblum issue has been because he's come from the korean league um into the majors and there's probably a big gulf from you know the, mm. the best hitters in the uh, in the korean league to the you know the average hitters or the uh the, the best hitters in the mlb
0: i mean with josh limblum Obviously, he had some MLB experience before he went over to Korea. Um, he played for the Pirates and one or two other teams as well, I think. So, um, yeah, maybe he just um, <laughs> forgot how tough it was. I think he was in Korea for yeah. three years, I think, something like that. Yeah,
1: um, I think so. And he was, he was their, their Cy Young equivalent, wasn't he, over in, yeah, in Korea for yeah. years on the trot. So, you know, it <laughs> was worth the punt.
0: <laughs> oh, no, oh, no, I don't think at the moment... So I know some people are saying, you know, we need to, you know, DFA him. I, I don't agree at the moment. I think, so I mean, my, my kind of summary on, on the rotation, you, I think you got it spot on. I think three out of five have, have really fired, and that's and that's how well really fired have fired at different times. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah, Woody has been consistent. You know, um, you know, when he goes for sort of three runs in a game, we're saying he had a bad game. So that shows that the high expectation yeah. that he set anyway. Um, we started with Freddie because we were unsure. When I say we, I'm talking about the holistic Milwaukee Brewers here. We yeah. were unsure of what that five uh, or six starting uh, rotation was going to be. And, and there's a little experiment with Freddie at the start, and, and that didn't really work out. So he went back to the pen. Um, I think Corbin Burns then come in, and there's been sl- a slow start, but has been absolutely awesome since then um mm-hmm. you know he's pitched 60 innings for 59.2 innings for us this year he's our leading strikeouts um pitcher with 88 strikeouts in that time he's been absolutely awesome and definitely was on for a, a Cy Young. i'm not sure that's going to happen now but you know no if, he, no if he carries that into next season which hopefully he will he's going to really be up there with the uh with the best of them i think brett we spoke a bit of brett anderson didn't we at the start of the year as well and um you know He's been around, he's got over ten years of experience in major league baseball. And we mentioned, didn't we, that that experience within our rotation we thought was going to be absolutely critical. And I think that's what we've seen. He's not a glamorous pitcher, he's not a strikeout person, he gives up lots of ground balls, so you need your defence to be um, you know, awake and ready. But yeah, again, he's been he's been he's pitched forty-five innings for us this season. I think he's been really good. Now his ERA sits at four. Um I think he's been solid, and I, I think there's been a couple of occasions when he stepped up to the plate, um, yeah. when we really needed him to, or stepped up to the mound, should I say, <laughs> um, when we needed him to. How's that? It's been a tale of two halves of the season for me. Very good at the start, um, but now he's sitting here looking down the barrel of a sort of five-and-a-half ERA. Last few outings have been really poor, Um I think he's um, he's got one win and six losses this season, and we know the win loss stat isn't the be all and end all, but yeah. he's really really struggled towards the end of the season. So I'm wondering whether it's a fitness thing with him. I'm not I'm not yeah, really possibly. sure. And 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 I think the big the big blow for us this year has been around, and it was always a bit of a a bit of a puns, but around Eric Lauer, wasn't it? We yeah he was yeah it was yeah wanted to stick on I think to be part of the rotation. Um, he started out the pen. Actually had a really good game, looked, looked absolutely solid. And then, um, as we expected, joined the rotation. And, um, you know, the wheels absolutely fell off.
1: Um, yeah, there was something between him and Navias, wasn't there? The, the first game,
0: um, but there was, Lauer really, yeah.
1: really threw Navias under the bus. And I think we mentioned it in the last pod, didn't we? Um, where he yeah. was saying, you know, he didn't feel comfortable with the calls that Navias was making or something. and And that's very unusual for a Brewers team member. Um, that doesn't happen. We are we we're, we're renowned for having a a very coherent and, and team that are all for each other and and don't you know, every time somebody does something wrong they don't get on their backs they just pat them on the back and say never mind we'll get on with it you know yeah um, and that was probably the first time that that's happened in quite a few years I mean probably since I I started watching I've never heard one another Brewers player say that another players. Not helped them or or as maybe put them off a little bit. So yeah, I I wasn't too upset to see him get sent down to the training squad or to the alternate squad. But yeah, it, it's right. I mean, we we did have high expect expectation of him, um, and he didn't perform, did he? It was um, no, he didn't. he didn't. You know, he came back a couple of times afterwards um and didn't look anything like what we were expecting. So um yeah, that was that's probably the only slight disappointment. Hopefully they've they've sorted out the problems in the alternate squad and, you know, I think we got him on a three year deal, didn't we? So I think we we're yep. <laughs> we're possibly stuck with him regardless or um or he might get shipped out if, if they don't feel happy with him. But you know, hopefully they've worked on a few things and, and he can come back next year and, and be uh big and strong again and be the yeah, person that we expected him to so. be.
0: Yeah, he had a chance to get his get his head together, didn't he? And he came back yeah. recently, and again he went for quite a few hits. Um, he, he just I don't know, maybe his head's not in the right zone. He's, I mean, he came in, we hoped on our rotation. He's only given us 11 innings in the entire season, and he's got an ERA of over 13. So, kind of tells you all you need to know, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, he's he's been poor. So all that said. We haven't done too bad on our rotation, considering what we've just described is a bit of a disaster. But, you know, yeah. um, it, it's been good to see other people stepping up as well. I mean, the Raptors stepped up on two or three occasions. Oh, he's been amazing, um, hasn't he? And we have this, I don't know, I'd almost call it like a platoon pitching. You know, he, he yeah. comes out you you know he's only going to give you maybe three innings. And then you got someone like Devin Williams backing him up. And before you know it, you're five or six innings into the game. Um, and then the likes of Yardley, Claudio Haider can finish off. And um,
1: It worked perfectly, didn't it? On yeah. the, on Friday night in game one, where Brent Suter actually went four innings and, and actually did really well. Um, I was a little bit disappointed that he didn't go five innings. I didn't think we needed to use the bullpen. Mm. But, um, you know, we, we trust Craig Council's um, uh, experience. So he, he brought in Devin Williams, didn't he, for two innings and, and – you know, put us in a position and, and Hayder came out and made the save. So, you know, you couldn't have asked for any better. I mean, Brent Suter is ideally placed to play in a seven innings double header, isn't he?
0: Yeah. So, so we don't have a a rotation. We, we, we said this at the start of the year, we don't have a rotation that scares, uh, that scares other teams offense. Um, maybe Burns, because he was pitching so well, um, turned a few heads, but generally, yeah, it, it's been a bit of a tough ride. So we have, as we expected, we have relied on the pen. And generally, one or two little issues aside, I think our ball pen's been um, superb. We we mentioned Devin Williams, and, and we can't not. He's been ridiculously good this year. When you just take a quick look at his stats for this year, he's given us 27 innings. So he's played for us 22 times. He's really come through. He's got an ERA of 0.33 and a whip of 0.63. It's just crazy. And that, that change-up or slider, which uh, no one can hit it. They know it's coming, but they still can't hit yep. it. That must be so frustrating for a batter. Um, he has been an absolute, I don't know, just just awesome this year.
1: He's got to be winning some sort of award this year, hasn't he? Whether it be Rookie of the Year or um, um, I'm not sure what other awards there are for, um, for relief pitchers. But, you know, yeah. he's definitely been the 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 big highlight i think from from the, the bullpen this year um and hopefully he'll maintain it next year and you know heaven forbid <laughs> replace hader at some point in the in the future you know i, just, I don't want hader to go but there'll be a point where his salary probably demands too much that the brewers think actually is it worth worth the issue but um you know at the moment with <laughs> when you look at you've got williams and hader I'm happy to close out a game. I know I know there's been a couple of times when Hader's kind of shown that he is human. Yeah. But it's so rare. You know, what's he got, 13 saves this season? 12, 13, 13 saves. So. He, leads yeah. the,
0: he leads the uh, league now, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, so 13 saves, and he's only played in, what, 15 games or something like that, hasn't he? So.
0: Well, he's, he's made 21 appearances for us this year, and he's pitched 19 complete innings. His ERA's now dropped below four. Like you say, it was those walks that were letting him down. Yeah. Uh, early in the year, and even though he went, um, he, he broke the record, didn't he? For was it twelve starts without conceding a mm-hmm. hit? Um, he had given up ten uh, walks, five in one game, if you remember. Oh yeah, yeah, um, didn't
1: he walked a couple of runs in, didn't he?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that kind of skewed his um his figures a little bit, but um, I, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned Haider You know what? I think he gets a bit of a mixed press sometimes. He's clearly a great closer, and, and I think most Brewers fans. are you know, agree with that. Um, it can be a bit erratic sometimes. Um, and this year, he has changed, hasn't he? I mean, he's always been reliant on that fastball. Became clear last year that Certainly the better batters were getting their heads around that and were ready for yeah. that that fastball down the center yeah. of the plate and and um <clears throat> and, and adjusted to that. So he he you know he's worked in the close season um on his his change up or slider, and I think some of that. Lack of control, probably been due to the fact that he's got a new repertoire of pitches. But ultimately, whether we think he's struggled or not, he's leading the league with 13 saves, and yep. um, he has stepped up when we've needed him to. Again, last night against the Cards, um, you know, three okay, we're well, three runs ahead, but does the business again with one strike out there. So, but when you look at his his walks now, so just just a comparison for you, he hasn't walked a player in the last. Eight games, I think it is, so just looking at his numbers, I mentioned to you that he he'd given up ten walks when he, he broke the record for the twelve yeah. consecutive hitless games. he's now 21 appearances, and he's still at ten walks, so whatever was going wrong there, he seems to have fixed, and yeah. he's now doing what he does best he's he's striking batters out and he's closing out innings so yeah. um I think you're right, long term, he will probably move on. I don't think that that is yet. And I think we've got another season or two out of him at a, at a reduced rate, for want of a better yeah. expression. Yeah, yeah. We've got and, control uh, of him at the
1: then, moment, haven't we? So we've got control, yeah, yeah.
0: One other thing I've enjoyed this season about the, the pen is that it's given the opportunity, because there's been lots of you know, mixing around and things. Uh it's given the opportunity for some of the less experienced guys to get yep. involved. So Fire Eisen's come through this year. Oh, he's been amazing, um, hasn't he? Yeah, he's been he's he's pitched well um we've seen the likes uh, i mean yardley i think has been excellent really i think he's been really really good i mean he's a bit of an unsung say hero for me 22 innings at 161 era i think i don't think you're gonna ask for much more from a relief pitcher than that are you that is absolutely superb really really he tends
1: to be the main man that comes in so he does the 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 devon williams job doesn't he when hayder isn't coming out to save
0: so yeah
1: so so you bring yardley in for for the one or two innings like you would Devin williams and then um whoever comes out so maybe Canable or, or somebody else if Canable's not fit
0: so yes. yeah so he's
1: been a bit unsung hasn't he um i think so um, yeah, yeah 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 so he's done he's done a really good job um like you say i mean fire Rising for me <laughs> I, I like local produce so so the fact that he's he's a a Wisconsin native I really want him to succeed at at the Brewers and um and I said it before the season that he was my my pick for for the one that I would hope would would come out and okay he's been in Mm. some tough situations so his first game was the the very first game at the Cubs wasn't it where he came into a a situation where we were losing quite badly and he gave, gave up a home run but at the end of the day that game was lost already so in effect he's just got some MLB experience. Um, and he's come in a couple of times and, and done really well and, and struck players out and, and not given away runs. So I think, you know, for, for me I think he's been a really, really good um addition. He's he's learning and, and doing doing quite well. Um and I think the same can be said for Rasmussen as well. I yeah. think he's he's mm. done all right as well, hasn't he? For for somebody that's that's pretty much unheard of really.
0: Yeah, um, no, I was gonna mention Drew Rasmussen, I think Good shout, mate. He's uh, mm. again. He, he's he's played twelve times for this year, given us over fifteen uh, innings. Um, he's been yeah, I think he's been really good, uh, and certainly something to build on. What it's given these these other guys now is um just that little bit of experience now in the close season, they can work yeah. on their game, mm. and um you know come back with more confidence that they are good enough to play at the highest level. And I think that's that that's massive in terms of their um their confidence and and how they move forward now. We've seen Topo, we've seen Podomo um yeah. we've seen names that we don't really see too often uh war bobby wall as well um has yeah, played yeah. a few games for us when i'm looking i mean i'm looking at that, that relief uh pitching list now and okay some of the young guys in there but there's some really strong contenders in there we've yeah, got a yeah. superb pen and, it's yeah, really, and, and it's do you think do you think trading season.
1: out phelps was a good idea as well no, I, we I, sent I him really to, to the phillies um and i know we're going to get three supposedly good prospects back and, and I know there were some rumors of who they were going to be um I can't remember yeah. off the top of my head to be honest they're, they're not names I've I know of um no. but yeah I mean I was I was a little bit surprised that, that we we got rid of Phelps um because he was another one like Yardley who was was putting the numbers in and and doing the job um and helping out so yeah. um but then that, that just goes to show you know we haven't missed him <laughs> since he went so
0: well yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't get it, Mark. I don't get it at all. I mean, but then again, you know, I didn't get the smoke Vogelback thing. So what do I know? No, exactly. But, um, yeah. You know, <laughs> and we'll talk I mean, about that
1: shortly. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Phelps, again, he was solid. He'd made twelve appearances for us. Give us thirteen, and he less than three. I, whenever he came out to pitch, I was always pretty confident yeah. um, that yeah, he was going to do a job. Yeah. Um. So I, I didn't get it. The, the thing is, with that trade, you don't know how good it is for another three or four years, do you? No. If those three, you know, farm those those three prospects come through, um, then it, obviously it was a it was a great deal. that yeah. you won't know. It just seemed a strange time to trade away a good relief pitcher when at that time we were having a few issues. Yeah. Uh, we had Grimm who was struggling in there. We had Corey Knebel was struggling in there, yeah, yeah. and it seemed a, a strange time to trade away a solid arm at the pen. But um, you know, it might well turn out to be a, a great great deal. But it did. Uh, it left me a bit bemused. I've, I've got to be honest with you. So, you know, pitching been some real positives there, and I think we've had to. The thing for me there is we've had to adapt a lot this season, and I think generally we've adapted really, really well. So uh, we shall see how that goes. Do you reckon Brent Suter's on the on the rotation for next season then?
1: Um, I, it wouldn't surprise me. Well, I mean, one of the things that that seems to have worked well is is like having him doing three innings um somebody like um Peralta coming in and doing three innings and then seeing where we are and and then possibly because in in effect you could have three relievers do three innings in a game yes um, absolutely and and you know and that's not looked too too bad of an idea when we've been struggling for that fifth place in the rotation and yeah there's, there's no reason why he couldn't be um a, a fifth starter next year um as long as he maintains his footing and doesn't do the nice backward roll down the mound um too regularly you know? <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was superb And you know what Wasn't if you were just... going to pick if you were going to pick one of our pitchers to do that it was Brent suitor every day yeah, exactly
1: yeah and, and it was bizarre because when it happened i the first thing i thought was surely that's a bulk <laughs> but it for for whatever you know reason what? i think because he didn't try and release the ball or something it it wasn't but i've seen some bulk calls that yeah. you know basically he's moved his little toe and you think how on earth is that a bulk and yet something yeah. like that happens and it's not i mean you know what i, mean.
0: you, you know what? I, I posted on twitter it, it was a bit tongue-in-cheek actually yeah but when i saw that i posted bulk but um yeah, I think, I don't know, I know that the foot, is it, was his foot off the rubber or whatever? Oh, it's it's, it's quite knows. a complex rule, so, isn't who, it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I get what
1: the gist it of it. I mean, I do mm-hmm. get the main gist of it, Um, obviously through playing mainly. And obviously at, at British single A level, it's quite easy to spot a balk because generally what happens is the pitcher gets a bit flustered and then tries to throw the ball somewhere when he's facing the catcher. And yeah. it's obviously a balk. But some of these calls in the MLB, I've, I've looked at them and I've gone i see nothing wrong with that yeah it's just his right hand has (laughs) moved his right hand has moved slightly out of character and it's been called about yeah what how
0: Uh, it must be one of the most contentious i mean i assume a bulk call can't be challenged i know that in the same way that you can't challenge a call in the zone right you can challenge lots of other calls i'm imagining the bulk's probably the same because you're right i've watched games and a bulk has been called and i've gone jesus what happened there because i can't yeah.
1: see it yeah um you look at me, mate. <laughs> it's so
0: yeah it, it's it's so i don't know um miniscule that you yeah. think I, I i don't see what happened there but you know people are far more well educated in the sport than us might have probably seen something which was yeah exactly was pretty yeah. critical but um i mean what well, you know what we won't talk about umpiring this year but it's been pretty average hasn't it
1: <laughs> yeah some of those calls have been pretty i don't know whether the sort of the fact that they've had to wear face masks may be affected what they can see i don't know their but... brains
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe this is one of those things where everybody's saying you shouldn't be wearing face masks because it starves your brain of oxygen maybe that's what's happening after nine innings <laughs>
0: so we can blame covid for that one as well yeah, but tell you yeah. What, we're blaming covid for everything this year okay so let's have a little chat about the uh, the offense mate uh but you know bolt yourself in for this one uh, um, yeah. <laughs> i think we agree it hasn't been very pretty the thing is about our offense, when you actually start to dissect it in detail, there's been some people who have, excuse the pun, stepped up to the plate and done and yep. done some work for us. I think the thing that's hurt us the most this season is that it hasn't been the ones we expected it to be. No. So no. obviously Yelly and Keston here were expected to do what they do. You know, Yelly's just hovering just above two hundred average and, and, and here is at two hundred and sixteen. So those have really hurt because we expected more production from those guys. Yeah. And it's just net. Never... Okay. You look at the home runs and the pair of them have hit 25 home runs between them. So they have been in terms of homers, they've done okay, but it seems to have been all or nothing. You yeah. know, yet he's gone three, four games where he's gone three or four at bats without a single hit. And then he'll smack yeah. a dinga. And I think, that's why we've been lamenting so much about this season because i think if everyone digs down deep enough it's because Yeli and keston haven't really produced um and then two of the of the of our purchases in the closed season i mean avi garcia i've, I've talked to twitter a few times about his lack of production and also um Navarez, omar Narvaez as well who came in as a big hitting catcher and uh hasn't delivered either yeah hasn't
1: delivered at all is he yeah I think I think Navias has been the one for me that's been the, the the most disappointing I think he's looked better behind the plate than I expected him to um he's obviously learning some stuff um and obviously he's had to, to step up a little bit more with uh, the injury to Pina, um and Nottingham coming in um but yeah he's he was built as this you know better batter than Grandal, and um it just doesn't seem to have materialized does it um so no. you know it's it's a shame and, and there's a reason why he bats number nine in the order at the moment um hopefully they can work on it i mean we we spent some money on him didn't we so we're not likely to just cut loose are we so um, um no. and, and likewise garcia as well you know he's okay he's he's had to step into um to Kane's. Uh, shoes basically isn't he and and mm-hmm. Locaine is is a massive loss you know and everybody as as we spoke last time everybody is is totally supportive of his decision to not play this year maybe Garcia with having Locaine playing in front of him and and sort of pushing him maybe that that might have helped Garcia but yeah he's he's had to step into some big shoes and hasn't really filled them has he um which no. has been a shame but then i i think that the biggest problem that we've had this year batting wise is that like you say it's it's been all or nothing we're either hitting yeah. the big hit or we're striking out and yeah. um, and somewhere along the lines we've got to find a few people that can get bat on ball and do similar to what arcia is doing because arcia i think has probably been our best biggest surprise this year um getting bat on ball and just getting the ball on the ground and getting runners around and and regardless of whether arcia grounds out and and ends up sort of uh, um, sacrificing himself. He's managed to, more often than not, do something in a game where he's pushed somebody around the base to get us in a scoring position. And nobody else seems to have been doing that. And I think yeah. possibly the only other one that's that's been near to him has been Eric Sogard who had a, a, a pretty good start to the season but has kind of fizzled out a little bit towards the end um, yeah. and and it wasn't his hitting that he was getting on base for it was his walk yeah you know, his his um, patience at the ba at the plate and was able to kind of get to first base and you know the age-old money ball because he gets on base you know so I think other than that pretty much everybody's just been whiffing at balls trying to hit the home run and getting frustrated and not working out anything, you know, and then not sticking the ball in the corner, which where we want them to hit it, so that we can get you know, yeah, double. Yeah. Right? yeah, exactly. So, you know, it is it's been a a very frustrating uh kind of batting performance this year it's mm. i just it's been really really kind of like you know sometimes you just think we're not hitting the ball well why don't you try and bunt we've got a man on second bunt we've got one out you know you can bunt you can sacrifice yourself we can get the man to third and then you never know all we've got to do is make a little connection and we can get that runner in but that's that's just not happened at all this year so um you know it's it's pretty much we've been lights out or we've been knocked out haven't <laughs> we pretty much yeah all yeah i
0: mean we, we've had two crazy games obviously which you know we don't need to go through any detail but you know is it nineteen nil and whatever I mean just ridiculous scores where you know where hitting runs got boring after a while it was that it was it was just it was crazy. Um
1: yeah it was a nice know, problem it, to have wasn't it so
0: <laughs> yeah it was a love but I think you know there was a few interesting and funny tweets out there as well from Brewers fans saying you know, can we save a few for the next game? And yeah, yeah as exactly, it transpired yeah. it was spot on because you yeah. know you then draw a blank. So our batting has polarised hasn't it it's gone from you know, a few times where we've just we couldn't stop hitting the ball, to other times where we can't get anywhere near it, and a lot of frustration um seeing players of the the quality of Hura and and Yeli specifically chasing really poor balls, you yeah. know, and um the, the Christian Yelic of, of last season certainly you know wouldn't have chased half of those. And that's um that, that, that's born out of frustration, right? He he just he needs to get some bats on ball, and you can see at the plate. He's chasing the ball, and and pitchers know this, and they just they've been building on this, and that's why he's sitting just above the dready Mendoza line on his on his um uh on his batting average for this yeah. year. He's got his OPS, he's seven seven nine, whereas obviously last year it was well over a thousand, and that's been as I say, the frustration. Just going back quickly to R C, it's a great call. Um, we saw in the uh, spring training he looked good, didn't he? At bat, he looked composed. He'd worked on his swing, and he looked he looked pretty good. And I think he's brought that into the season with him. When you just look at, at, at the averages, taking out vogelback and, and Matthias, who haven't had many at-bats for us, take those two out of the equation, he has the best average uh, this year at 259 yeah. for us. And I think you're right. He's played, I don't know whether you call it small ball, but he's he's got on base, or he's got the extra base hits when we've really needed them. Um, whereas a lot of the other... Bigger names in the team have been trying to hit the cover off the ball mm-hmm. and just striking out. He's He seems to have had far more composure at the plate than many of the uh, uh, of the better batters. And it's been great to see him one way, because it's good to see him coming through. Um, but obviously the frustration's been there with um, with the likes of Yelly and Keston and Avi and those guys.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, another one that, that we kind of wanted big things from was um, Urias, wasn't it? And um, yeah. I think defensively he's looked really good. I mean, particularly since they started playing him in, in uh, at third base after the uh, after letting Smoke go, um, I think that was a good move um, to begin with. Obviously, it gave Jericho more more time, who was probably one of the only other players that was a bit more steady. Um, and had would started to find his range um, yeah. but yeah unfortunately your eyes just couldn't get back on ball could he um, you know defensively as, as good as he looked if you if you're giving away an, an automatic out you've got to drop him from the team haven't you and and that was a, a big shame for him because I think one of the one of the highlights of, of the season for me was that um, that throwdown he did to Jerko uh, where he yeah. he fumbled the ball but he had the now the to jump straight back up chase after it and then threw a bullet from you know sort of even further than third base to first base you know he probably had an extra 20 yards onto that throw and still managed to get the runner out and you just think you look at that and you think that is awesome defensive play Mm. but if only he could have the offense to go with it you know
0: well yeah he fits into that category for me of very exciting young players who we can develop to be very very good i love watching him play as you say at third base some of those plays have been Awesome. He's he's a natural third base shortstop kind of player. He's yeah. he's he's quick, he's athletic, he's got a bullet arm. As you say, he can make plays where you think you know the guy's gonna get to first quite easily and bang, it's in. Regarding his offense, again, he's just had a quieter last third of the season. Yeah. Okay, his average is two forty-one, which when you look at the rest of the team, that puts him up there with the best of them. Um I think he had a time when he was hitting the ball a lot, and he's and he's he was he was getting on base. Um, I mean he's getting on base nearly one in three. So I just think we haven't seen it in recent outings, and it's
1: yeah, yeah. I um, think it was something like you two know, in twenty-five in the last outings, wasn't it? Where yeah, it was yeah. two two out of three in in the first part of the season. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean it's it's a shame, but it's you know there is promise there. He's certainly not somebody that I'm looking to to ship off in the off season. No, of um, course
0: not. No, no, no. He came with Eric Lauer, didn't he, as part of that yeah. deal uh, for Trent Grisham and stuff with the the Padres. Trent, race. And, Trent um,
1: Grisham and uh, Zach Davis? Zach, Zach
0: Davis, that's yeah. right. Yeah. And um, he's looked
1: good over at the Padres, hasn't he? <laughs> Bit of a shame we got rid of him, really.
0: But <laughs> he's in my fantasy team. Yeah, 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 well, yeah I know, have It's him another one, one of those, isn't it? There's many yeah. players. It's a mute point because you end up getting yourself depressed. But he's had a really good season at, at the mount, on the mound. Definitely, Trent Grisham's been great. I mean, he hit that walk off uh, three-run bomb the other day uh, for the Padres against uh, the Giants, by the way. So, helping out Milwaukee, which was great. Um, And, you know, Travis Shaw has been hitting a few around for the Blue Jays, who have had a a good season as well. So, yeah, Yeah, we've let some good players go. But um, we knew that at the time, didn't we? And I think that was the frustration. Um, And we haven't backfilled them with players of the same quality yet. But like I say, there have been some – you know, I like Urias. I think he's – He's a young lad, and I think he's going to be with us hopefully for a long time. I'm just thinking if you can get that offense up a little bit. His defense is always going to be excellent, I think. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm I'm really really pleased with him. And one player we haven't mentioned who I've really really enjoyed this year. And if you remember when we did our rosters, Christy, it was when was it last February or March we did it with <laughs> you. And it long feels like an eternity ago, yeah. doesn't it? But Jericho didn't make my my sort of 26 man uh, roster and. That's to my sort of eternal shame at the moment because I've really enjoyed watching him bat. Yeah, um, he's been really aggressive at the plate. Yeah. he's given us nine homers. He's our third highest um, yeah. home run scorer. I just think he's been really good.
1: Yeah, yeah, I do as well. And I think sort of moving him over to uh, first base as well. He's he's looked a really really good first baseman, hasn't he? And did we okay, get him I'm, from the, yeah. did we get him from the Cardinals or or well, has I'm he was... been a Cards previously? Yes, he, he so, played. Um,
0: for the cards um because when there was that issue with ryan Braun hitting yaddy and molina on the hand oh uh, yeah it was jed jerko was kind of in the middle saying "Come on lads calm down yeah, calm yeah. Down. yeah. You know, um you know 248 average nine yeah. homers 849 ops i he's, think he's
1: another one that i've picked up from my fantasy baseball team to be honest just one of those
0: pick, steady yeah. numbers of, doesn't he yeah yeah and there. he's one of those guys who have really come through and I, I just personally didn't didn't expect that um and again, that's been a positive. Probably, he probably looks a bit better because of of the comparison with the rest of the team, if that makes sense. And that's nothing yeah. against Jed; I think he's been really good. His numbers are good. Um, yeah. but he's been a real shining light for us in terms of offense. And then, and then of course, we we, we DFA'd uh, Justin Smoke and um, brought in Vogelback, which
1: yeah, that was seemed crazy. like a really strange move, didn't it? <laughs> Smoke, mm-hmm. I didn't think was doing too badly. I, you know. I know he wasn't a big name first baseman, um, and he mm. did actually he did one of the. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the MLB highlight reels thing that you can now create your own little reels and um,
0: yeah,
1: I've seen that. Uh, yeah. So one of the highlights that I put into my my highlight reel um, when that first came out, I was playing around with it, um, was his home run that he hit. I think it was at Pittsburgh that came off of the uh, the pole. And one of the things you don't normally hear is that dong of yeah. the ball hitting the pole um, because normally you've got a crowd there, haven't you? And, and actually this mm-hmm. year, just hearing that sound, as soon as I heard that sound, I was like, yes, home run, you know. Yeah. Didn't even need to, because to be fair, you couldn't really see where the ball was going you know, until they kind of slow down the replay and stuff. So as soon as you heard that dong, it was like, yes, I'm mm-hmm. there, you know. And, and I think that was pretty much one of his last games for us, wasn't it? You know, we had a, a pretty bad series against the Pirates and, and obviously something needed to change um,
0: yeah. and
1: I think he got shipped off soon after that didn't he
0: he he was and um yeah unfortunately his, his offense didn't produce he was sitting well below 200 186 yeah. and, and I, I was surprised because I, just doing a straight comparison on the numbers Vogelback wasn't tearing up trees where we bought him in and as well as been a bit of a, co- a sudden court hero I think because he doesn't look he doesn't look like your average sportsman no. <laughs> um, no, you know don't. he's a big he's a big guy, big unit extremely powerful and um he's come in and given us 19 hits from 55 uh at bats which is you know it puts it puts his, his batting average but 345 which is yeah, I know. mad and think, where,
1: does that, where did that come from because obviously he got dfa'd by the blue jays he got dfa'd mm-hmm. by uh who was it before that um the oakland athletics was it was I can't athletic, bet, but he's been or, around but, he's certainly been past yeah, post yeah, I mean I mean I know that last year we had a um he had an all star game um season, didn't he? And he, he hit quite a lot of home runs and stuff yeah. and everybody was thinking big big things for him. But for this for some strange reason this year it hadn't worked and, and to have been dropped by two teams and for Milwaukee to, to think that actually will drop Smoke who hadn't been massively bad but but obviously didn't kind of reach the expectation that we wanted, to then pick up somebody who had pretty much had a if you look at his his stats pretty much had a darn awful season i don't know why why that's worked but it seems to i mean maybe it's because they just said to him you know you're going to be designated hitter you haven't got to worry about your fielding All you've got to do is concentrate on your batting whether that's helped him out i don't know but um yeah it's it's a bizarre thing but it's it's a very very milwaukee story isn't it you know he's come in oh, the big hero oh, and yeah. and and you know you can you can almost imagine him finishing a game and being off down to brady street and, and chugging like 10 beers after a game and then sort of going to bed and getting up and doing it again the next morning you know um it's yep. just an unlikely story <laughs> but yeah he's become a little bit of a cult hero for 2020
0: isn't he? he he has yeah he's an unlikely hero but i'm I'm just absolutely delighted that you know he's coming and, and he's done i I mean, I mentioned nineteen hits from fifty-five, which he, which is great. Um, he scored thirteen runs and 11, uh, 11 RBIs. He's yeah. he's really contributed t- to the team. He's hit four nice homers as well. Um
1: yeah, two of which were against the Royals last Sunday um, mm-hmm. in, in one game, which obviously made us win. <laughs> did he did he get all five runs over? Yes, from those he, two he home did. runs. Yep. Four, yep, yep. So he we won five three, obviously, and and he was. The result of the five runs, basically. So, um, yeah, yeah, you know, stepped Some up.
0: Real, real, production there, you know. Yeah. And if you were going to pro rata that over the sixty games, it, it'd be way in ahead our, our most productive bat at the moment. But you know, yeah. really pleased to see him. And if he, you know, sometimes a player just needs a new environment and a new team and a new yeah. coach, etc. And maybe that's what it is, as you say, Mark. Maybe just that free license to say, look, just go out there and club it. You know, we haven't been clubbing this ball all season. Our slugging percentages have been awful. So, go out there and hit the thing, and you know, he's done it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, you but know.
1: some of them. You and know. You, I was going to say, do you think if we keep the designated hitter in the National League next year, he, he then becomes a, a complete cult hero? Because, you know, if, if that's all he's got to worry about, um, you know, we can afford to possibly keep him on for another year and, and tell him to go and, you know, go and hit yeah. 30 home runs this season, earn <laughs> yourself <Yeah>. a contract. <laughs>
0: I think with Ryan Braun possibly looking less and less and less likely to play for us again um, after this season, he's he'd be a natural DH, wouldn't he, for us, yeah, I think.
1: Yeah. Um, Do you think that's that's likely to happen then, Braun, finishing this year? Because for me, it'd be a shame if, if this was his last year. I mean, he's looked good. I would say September he's looked really good hasn't he he's hit something like seven home runs this season of which most have been in the last three or four weeks um, and yeah. he's single-handedly sometimes brought us through some games and, and got us through some some pretty tough tough games um to give us some wins um and it's looked a bit more like the Ryan Braun that we know and love um but obviously with his contract being up and there being no fans and we can't give him that send-off do you think that that the, uh, the nostalgic people at the brewers would say well actually let's bring him back next year in the hope that we've got some fans and you know he can sit out most of it or dh with with vogel back most of the year and then you know we can give him the send-off that he wants
0: um i, I think the romantic in me would say another season because you know he needs to play 160 games uh, and half of those in front of the home fans yeah uh, I just don't know if there's any room for sentiment in the game. So he's—it's been a short season, and he's—he's he's been injured a couple of times. He's got this lower back issue, hasn't he, at the moment? Yeah. Now whether that's just—look, guys, the body's starting to give up on me. I don't know. Um, I mean, I hope beyond hope he's going to give us another season. I'm just not sure. Not sure he's—he he's, he, he's going to do it. I mean, he. He is the catalyst for good things at the Brewers. You look at last night's game again against the Cardinals. He hit that first home run. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, Vogelbacks hit a home run, and then we're we're up and running. You know, he's he gets the momentum going in a game, yeah. and he's going to be a massive, massive loss. Uh, I don't know if he does if he does make the roster next year. I think we have, we have to assume he only play maybe a third of the games. Uh, yep. you know. Uh, And I've got absolutely no no clue about it to to, to his his health at the moment. It's just what I'm seeing. Um, He's popping in and out of games and things. And I'm thinking at his age, maybe uh, yeah, the back's giving up. But he certainly, if you're talking about does he deserve uh, another season in front of the fans? Absolutely. Because, you know, we've mentioned before that we think his shirt should be retired and hopefully it will be. Again, it depends how much sentiment there is in sport. Do we have a spot on the roster for somebody who can't play that often? I, I I'm not sure. I don't know. But you know, him and Vogie mixing it up together next season, and then him bringing Vogue through as a as a full DH. I don't know. It might work. I so in summary, <laughs> I hope he comes back for another year, but I'm not sure he will.
1: Yeah, I think I think most of us, or pretty much all of us, would would like him to come back. I don't know. Last week on on play runs, I mentioned that um he was possibly playing in his last game at Miller Park. Yeah. and we had somebody uh, kind of message in and say, oh, uh, you know, the ped sheep, blah blah blah. Be be glad to see the back of him. Uh, and I kind of just thought, well, actually, I, I've got this platform, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. Um, yeah. And I I kind of I went back to that comment, <clears throat> and all I wanted to say pretty much to them was, I know he had the ped thing, but since he admitted he was wrong, or or since the the line was drawn under that ever since that moment he has been the ultimate professional for Milwaukee and you know you you couldn't have asked for anything more of him this is one of the things that gets me because everybody always says about Braun being the ped cheat and blah 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 but nobody seems to mention the fact that that Grand Ole was also banned for 50 games for for substance misuse mm. but you know, it. I think because Braun was an MVP, and and obviously there's the big rivalry with the Cubs, the Cards, um, you know, and and Grandale's kind of been a bit more of a uh, in in LA, and maybe you never know, in in the bigger squads, and and kind of was able to brush it under the table a bit more. Whereas I suppose Braun was was our our all star basically, wasn't he? He was he was the yeah. franchise face. Um, so yeah, he's the man they love to bit,
0: hate, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It does get a little bit sometimes. I just think, oh. I needed to to vent that frustration. I think on on Sunday night. No, when, I think it was a great. Just, you
0: know what? It was a great idea to do it and, and to just get that out there to a few people because lots of people when they will look and they will see the PED and that's all they'll see. And okay, no one agrees yeah. it, that it was the right thing to do. Of course, it was bad. It was wrong. And he's and he's you know he's paid uh, a penalty. And every time he he goes out to bat, he, he's paying the penalty because people are still you know jeering him and stuff. And he has to get through that. Mm-hmm. It makes me smile a little bit because it's a, you know it's a, it's like everyone in Cooperstown was an angel, weren't they? You know they all went to church every yeah, Sunday yeah. and yada yada. Yeah. Of course they weren't. There was a lot. There's lots of stuff on which was probably never even noticed, never even found out about. And you know there's lots of people in Cooperstown who weren't angels. Let's be honest. Um, and that's but that's the reason probably why Ron Brown would never get into the uh, Hall of Fame because of his PED. That won't be able to be erased. You know, a couple of pods ago when we interviewed Nick Winter, if you remember, um, and we had this, this this discussion. The measure of the man is how he bounced back from that. Um, as you say, consummate professional from Milwaukee, fantastic performances without the help of any performance enhancing drugs. Um, his charitable work, just everything as as his actions have said how sorry and how contritious he is for what he did. You know, mm-hmm. it's easy it's easy to say sorry and then carry on doing it, right? Yeah, but in his case, he said sorry, and his actions have shown that he genuinely is. So we're going to, we're going to quickly before we sign off, we're going to quickly touch on the fantasy league in a, in a in a minute. But um, just before we do that, just wanted to talk about the how we fared really against the uh, the other nine teams that we've played against in this strange season, and where we think we've either won or lost our chance to get through to postseason. Um, so with the Cubs, I mean five five in the end think that's a fair a fair reflection on how the games went and how we played
1: well yeah if you look at um some of those games were were awful weren't they you know Mm -hmm. i think the cubs majority of the games for the cubs were either real highs or real lows getting no hit was probably the worst i felt all season it's not good to be no hit anyway but to be no hit by the cubs in middle park was even worse wasn't it um that certainly wasn't something worth cheering about you know the opening series where we had two games out of three where we were absolute toilet and the one game that obviously the sunday night when we sat down and you know you were sat with mike and and we we watched that and and we absolutely destroyed them and we thought well actually maybe it was just an off game but yeah the cubs series have been the biggest up and downs for me they've been the biggest highs or or some of the biggest highs and, and some of the biggest lows
0: um, yeah i think i, would
1: agree. I think for me the, the two frustrating ones have been the pirates and the reds Um yes. the pirates i mean getting swept by the pirates was was an ultimate low point you know the only team that pretty much haven't contended post-season all season and we go and lose to them two mm-hmm. seven five twelve four five you know and <laughs> when when you're you're chasing post-season you suddenly think oh how do we get around that and then we go and play them in a four game series at at Miller Park and we beat them three one and you think, well why did we why did we lose three 0 at the Pirates, you know?
0: Yeah. It's, I mean, <laughs> we pulled we pulled the season around to five and five, didn't we? But when you look yeah. you know, every time you look at that stat you think there's at least a couple of games there. You know, if yeah. if 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 we'd be if we were seven three up then we, we'd we be in postseason now. And yeah. um Yeah exactly yeah. You know, a lot of Brewers fans have spoken about that's the, the defining or could potentially be the defining series but yeah i mean that sweep against the pirates was was a real low point this year wasn't it, it was it was absolutely yep. terrible yeah. reds again not... you say i mean you know yeah. six four down against the reds over the season would have been nice to get a bit closer to them certainly because well, yeah. they haven't if, been they if, haven't been great this year really. No, exactly even um, if we'd
1: have gone five and five with them they wouldn't have been in contention for the postseason would they you yeah. know we pretty much brought them back into it um, and yeah. which was yeah. was a bit of a frustration for me, you know. We we I think the first two games we beat them, didn't we? And then we went on a bit of a slump after that.
0: You know, the White Sox have had a really good season. And, and we went toe-to-toe. We ended up 2-2 yeah. and two on the season with them. Yeah, and, exactly, yeah. Um, and again, and then the Twins. I mean, the Twins beat us 4-2 over the season. Uh, but they are, as we said at the start, a really strong uh, unit this yeah. year. Um, so there was no real surprise there. Uh, Tigers again, 2-2 two and two with the Tigers. Probably Not a great side. Have.
1: Yeah, probably well, should have <laughs> done better against the Tigers. In, in well, reality. they've had a
0: better. You know what? They've had a better season this year than they normally have. Yeah. But again, we've, there's at least one game we've dropped there, right? Yeah, these well, yeah up over a short season and and if you think the
1: Tigers were the team that we beat nineteen nil uh, as well, you know yeah
0: you we have, yeah we have a game where
1: we beat them nineteen nil, but then we lose twelve one to them. um and then obviously the other team is the indians and and you know we know that the Indians can be a good side, um we know that yeah. they had their their slight issues with the um the coronavirus didn't they and and they shipped off. One of their uh, one of their players who uh, was a bit of a naughty boy. Um, well, it was but, two.
0: It was Clevenger and um, Pleissack. Yeah, they're two starting pitchers. They they were put on the subs bench for a while. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, for for misdemeanors in Chicago. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and we started the series off against the Indians really well. I mean, we beat them seven one in the first game, mm-hmm. and then again capitulated and ended up losing four three and four one. So you know, this this just. So too many inconsistencies this year um, and, and I think we've been lucky that I say lucky we've it's been good that we've concentrated on the central games and we've we've done well in the central games and then thankfully we had the Royals pop up last week who were yeah pretty much out of out of the the postseason race uh didn't have an awful lot to play for other than pride and thankfully you know, we we got our September head or our Craig Craig timber head in, and uh, yeah. we went and swept them three nil. And that's probably the first time this season that I suddenly started to think we could do this. We could we could actually make postseason. Um, so that
0: was a great series. Yeah, you're right. That's our only sweep of the of the, of the year, right? And yeah. um, it was it came just at the right time for us because yeah, we definitely. were. We really were looking down the barrel there at that point. Um, and, it, and it got us back into the mix. And then finally, against the Cardinals, as I said at the start of the pod, we're 5-4 up at the moment. So if we finish the season 6-4 against them, then we'll have made postseason. That will be, a, a, as you say, a strong performance against our Central League uh, rivals, which will be yeah. – th- that's what matters, right?
1: Yeah, pretty much, yeah. You, you've got to beat your interdivision.
0: Okay, so we'll just finish the pod by um, – Touching on the the fantasy league, we had the inaugural UK-US um, Brewers Fantasy League this year with eight teams. Um, obviously, next year we're looking at hopefully doubling that, mate, with with more yeah. uh, US and Europe and European involvement. It'd be nice to get sixteen teams in the mix for next year, wouldn't it? So we'll yeah. we'll send that inv- invite out um, at the right time. So as we speak, mate, I believe that the UK Brew Crew are currently um, up against the Mill Cargo Brew Sox for the grand title
1: yeah yeah somehow i've managed to sneak through to the final because there was there was a a certain person in the semi-final that that came up against uh, that i had a feeling i was going to lose to because he beat me in the regular season Um, somehow somehow (laughs) i managed to pip him on the last night by what 10 points yeah i gotta say that was a
0: really enjoyable game It, it ebbed and flowed for the whole of the seven days didn't it
1: yeah, I think you took the lead day one. I I reclaimed it day two. You yeah. took it again day three, didn't you? So yeah, it was a real close semi final.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it's been it's been superb, and you know I want to thank everyone who took part in that because it really has been played in a great spirit and. Uh, yep yeah just i think really really uh enjoyable there and and good luck to both yourself and to zach rasman um for the, the Milcargo cargo brew yep. uh, manager and uh yeah there's 20 points in it it's all to play for and um whoever wins it'll be it'll be absolutely yeah, superb on down
1: that to tonight basically so <laughs> yeah yeah
0: uh. okay buddy um i think we've done our time let's uh Let's sign off there. Um, okay. So, an exciting evening for us all as Brewers fans. Uh, hopefully, we can get that win and uh, talk about playing the Dodgers or the Braves uh, in postseason, which would be absolutely superb. All right, buddy. Uh, hopefully, when want to speak to you again. We'll be talking about postseason. Yeah, Until then, my friend, look after yourself. Take care.
1: Yeah, and you, and, mate. Uh, thank I'll you very much. See you in the near future, mate. Yeah, speak to you soon. Go, Brewers.
0: Okay. And to you guys listening, thanks again, as ever, for, uh, for listening to us. And. Uh, Take care, God bless, and we shall see you hopefully in post-season. Go Brewers!